0: Everyone welcome back to the self-made CEO podcast. I don't know why I'm yelling but I'm your host Adrian Finch and today I'm here with a very special guest my best friend Haley Paul. She is feeling a little bit raw right now. She just quit her job after four years. We're going to talk all about that. We're also going to talk about why you should just do what you got to do in life despite what people expect you to do what people want you to do. We're going to get all into that right now right here right now. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy we're in the studio right now. And I am with one of my personal favorite guests in the whole world. I say that every week. I'm sorry. I hope no one else is taking offense to that. But today I have Haley Paul, my best friend from since 2011 in the studio. And I'm pumped. I basically dragged her out of the house today and said, you are
1: being on my podcast. Um, Yeah, it's Great to be here. Um, yeah, basically two hours ago, was it? I get the text from you yep. saying, hey, you want to be on my podcast today? Um, Sure, I yeah. guess. No, OK, because so I was thinking about it. Haley,
0: and we're going to get all into all of this, but Haley just literally just quit her job of four years. And I feel like it's been a long time coming. I think she's wanted to quit for a while now. I have, and yeah. she finally pulled the trigger. And I had this spur of the moment thought, you know what, I want to bring her in here let's talk about it while it's still fresh part of me like wanted to be a good friend and say oh it's still fresh like we don't have to talk about it and then i was like actually no we are absolutely going to talk about it because this is why we're here we're here to be real and raw and give you guys relevant experiences and knowledge and things you can learn from. And she has just gone through quite a pivotal Exactly. Thing. Yeah.
1: And by raw we mean like literally two days raw. This was on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. This just yeah. I'm still like and I can't a even Thursday believe it's right real. now. Yeah. It's, it's been I'm so happy for a you. a whirlwind of a week for yeah. sure. <laughs> um but yeah, hopefully you guys can Learn from some of my mistakes through the years, and um, you yeah, definitely do, can do better next. Time. <laughs> do better. You're doing great, sweetie. Yeah.
0: But before we get fully diving into the episode, I just want to make a quick announcement. Um, so it turns out you guys really, really were loving the manifesting episode we did. If you haven't checked that out, I highly recommend. I did an episode called "Manifest Anything in 24 Hours." It was a proven process that I got from my favorite entrepreneur and podcast, James Wedmore. He hosts the Mind Your Business podcast. He outlined a really awesome, easy nine-step process to manifest anything into your life in just 24 hours. And it's it's honestly like incredible and amazing. So I knew I was so excited for that episode, but what I didn't realize was the amount of feedback and messages I was going to receive from you guys saying, oh my God, I did this. It worked. It's crazy. And it just made me so happy reading all of those messages. So I want to let you guys know I would love to do an episode in the future where it's featuring your guys' manifesting stories. So if you have a manifesting story, it doesn't matter if it's as small as you manifested a coin on the ground or a cloud in the sky or or you manifested your dream house, your dream car, your husband. I want to hear your stories. So if you guys have stories that you'd like to share on a future episode, also James Wedmore did this. I'm totally copying his idea, but I just thought it was so inspiring hearing other people talk about it. If you guys want to submit your stories, what you should do is just record a soundbite. Probably try to keep it to like under four minutes ish. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut it if it's longer than that. But um, send me a soundbite to the self-made CEO podcast at gmail.com, and I would love to feature you. So yes, I'm just gonna start making that announcement from here on out. Please give me your manifesting stories. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend. And also before we begin, I just wanted to share with you one of the messages that I got. I got this email the other day. And honestly, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably saw my stories where I was like borderline going to cry because I was just so happy like receiving this message. But this woman wrote me and I'm just going to read you her message because first of all, it's like an incredible manifesting story, but it also is just so inspiring. So let me read that. She says, Hi, Adrian. I don't usually review or send comments on anything I consume, but I felt compelled to tell you about my experience after your episode on manifestation. I listened to the episode while getting ready for work a few days ago. I've heard of the law of attraction and manifesting before, but had never really tried it. It was always something that I wanted to believe but was skeptical of. After listening to your episode, I decided to try the worksheet you linked. I chose to try and manifest a 25-cent coin, thinking thinking that wouldn't be that unusual to come across on the street. Well, it worked, but not in the way I expected at all. 24 hours had passed and there was no sign of this coin. I kind of gave up on it and resolved that I would try again later on. This morning, about so about 36 hours after completing the worksheet, I was in the kitchen at my office and pulled a mug off of the top shelf of the cupboard and heard something fall. I thought the mug was broken, but I looked down and sitting on the counter was a quarter. My jaw dropped in amazement. <laughs> I write all of this to say I now truly believe in our ability to manifest anything into our lives. Thank you for having the courage to put yourself out there. I know you have made a difference in my life and I'm sure countless others as well. Oh my God, I like get chills just reading it again because holy crap, it's just, oh my God that makes me so happy. And I'm so glad that she got to experience that. It truly is amazing when you do experience that. And I wrote her back and I told her that it wasn't her actually giving up on manifesting or on finding a coin. It was actually her letting go of the outcome. It was her saying, okay, I'm I'm not going to think about whether I'm going to get it or not. I'm not going to put pressure on myself. I'm just letting go. And that's when it happened. And that's when you find it. It usually happens. So anyway, whew, that's that. <laughs> that's manifesting. And that was an awesome message. So I'm gonna stop talking. Don't know why I'm still talking. We're gonna get actually into this episode with Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi. How are you?
1: <laughs> Great. Uh, that was a really incredible story, though. I mean, I I would love to hear all those people's stories yeah. as well as they you know come forward with yeah, them. Yeah, no, awesome. I definitely want to hear. Like, it just
0: is so cool to hear other people talk about it because I feel like people are skeptical at first. I am. I was, and then you hear actual stories and you're like, oh my god, okay. If this many people are talking about it, like, there's something real to this. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So like I mentioned, we're here with Haley. She's my best friend. We went to college together. And what I just find so interesting about Haley's story is that she always kind of just did her own thing despite what people said or despite like kind of feeling any pressure or anything like that. And I I just think that she's gone through, you've gone through an interesting journey, actually. Like we were talking about it in the car and she's like, well, but nothing's really happened. I'm like, but actually, yes, it has. Like it's starting very... I can't speak today, guys, starting from going to college, picking your major, all of that. I feel like you had certain pressures that to like do or not do certain things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I guess taking a little step back here. What we we went to LMU Mm -hmm. and I started off as a political science major. Um, I actually and then I stayed as a political science major um, because at the time I thought that I was going to go to law school, do that whole track um and after i had some internships in law i realized you know this is definitely not what i want to be doing for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um and so at that point it was a little too late for me to realistically change my major so i stuck with my major but i pivoted into doing um event planning and marketing and my family at the time was not i mean my my parents and my brother were very supportive of me but my um more extended family, I guess. So aunts, uncles, grandparents, all of them, cousins. Uh, they were really not happy with my decision to trans, I guess, yeah, I don't know. What To like start, to, say? Yeah, to yeah, kind to, of do something that wasn't what you were going to college for. Exactly, yeah. And it just, you know, marketing didn't seem as impressive to them as um, being a lawyer was. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because I live in a more expensive city. You know, Los Angeles is definitely not the cheapest place yeah. to live. Um, They were very concerned with, you know, well, how are you going to make a living if you're not making, you know, six figures as a Mm -hmm. lawyer? And so it um, kind of dealing with that questioning and listening to them say, you know, oh, well, you're like you're so selfish for making that decision, all this stuff. Um, But I, you know, I just kind of had to do what I had to do. I wasn't happy doing law work. Yeah, wasn't satisfying it caused me a lot of anxiety being Mm -hmm. in that environment um so shifting was definitely the right thing to do
0: yeah how did you do that like knowing that you were getting all of that kind of backlash how were you able to just confidently be like no i'm doing this like i'm i'm doing what i need to do like
1: mentally how did you like get there to that point um it, it was definitely difficult i had a lot of kind of panic attack evenings where i would you know, kind of sit there and I would I'd cry it out and say, you know, I like I don't I obviously don't want to be disappointing my family. And what if they're right? What Mm -hmm. if I am making the wrong decision? What if I'm kind of digging myself into a hole or a financial pit and I'm going to regret it later? um, Not taking on this path. Those were all definitely huge concerns for me. And um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I actually had a conversation with my dad and he had told me that, you know, he had had some regrets in life, not followed certain Passions that he was, you know, that he had wanted to do when he was my age. Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't he in a band? He was in a band. Yes, he was in an '80s hair metal band. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, if you like, <laughs> literally imagine that that Queen movie just came yeah, out. It was mm-hmm. basically the same thing. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And so, yeah, he had uh, dreams of getting more involved with that, that didn't really come to fruition. And so um he told me, you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of have to do what's right for you. You know, you know yourself better than anybody else, yeah. and you just have to run with that. And I really took that to heart. And I realized it kind of just hit me at once that, you know, he was right. I need to make decisions for myself Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I love my family and I really care about their opinions. um, And I I don't want to disappoint them. And all those anxieties were kind of piling on top of me. I realized I just kind of had to let go of those anxieties and kind of let it ride out and I had to make the decision that was right for my own goals
0: yeah no that's amazing and it's and and it sounds like and I know you so well I know like it's not easy to make that kind of decision and I like I think for some people naturally they're just like yeah screw it I'm gonna do what I want and it's like not stressful I think for other people it is stressful it's hard to be like going into a potentially unstable or like just risky situation or just some uncharted territory, like something that you're like,
1: I didn't prepare for this. I don't know what's going to happen. It's tough to make that decision. It definitely is. And especially for me personally, like I've suffered with anxiety for a really long time. And I know that that's something that's pretty common in this day and age. A lot of people just are anxious all the time. And there's a lot of fear about making the right call and second guessing Mm -hmm. yourself. And, you know, you lie awake at night and just think like, oh, my gosh, I i talked to someone and said something weird at 3 p.m. today like was that the right call and you just dwell over it over and over again like that's the type of person I am and so it's making a decision like that for your career is really tough yeah no
0: I feel that and I'm like proud that you did and I feel like you continue to make decisions like that and it's like not easy and I swear especially with like parental pressure too and love everyone's parents and not telling you that your parents suck or anything like that but I think that It's tough because sometimes I think what your dad said was so important and so great. Like sometimes I think parents, it can go either way. A parent will either pressure you to do the thing that they missed out on doing and that they wish that they had done, such as be creative or do be in a band or whatever, where they're like, I didn't make it doing this. So I'm going to I want you to do it. Kind of the like momager type thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: And my my mom was more in that realm, too, where she, you know, she I know that she was looking out for me. She wanted what she thought was best, Mm -hmm. but she definitely was pushing me a little bit more towards the like oh you need like money is very important yeah. in this world you need to think more financially like how much mm-hmm. money you're gonna be making and and being a lawyer is the better track right. for that right um so yeah she was definitely kind of uh pushing me a little more in that direction um and then you know dad was kind of saying on the side like yeah. hey maybe you should
0: yeah and you know at look the out end for of the if day that's not what you want yeah totally and like What I like to tell people, too, when they consider moving cities or trying something new is, like, nothing's permanent. If you think about it right now, like, nothing is permanent. My friend wanted to move to Los Angeles from another city and really didn't know if it was the right decision, was really scared, like, was really second-guessing it, but really wanted to. And I just said you know what? Like nothing's permanent. Like, yes, moving is expensive. And, you know, of course there are like risks. But at the end of the day, like when you really back up and look at your whole entire life, like if you decide in a week that you don't want to live there, don't live there. Like at the end of the day, nothing is permanent. And that's why I think it's awesome to take those risks, too, because that's something I had to learn early in my life, too, was like, just do it. Because if you don't like it or you change your mind or you want to go back to the more stable, secure thing, you can. But if you don't try it, then you don't even know what could be waiting on the other side and you don't know you would be sitting there saying well what if i had done that and that's always my thing god i feel like that this applies to like me with relationships with guys i swear it's like (laughs) i'll always be like but if i don't go for it then i'll just be wondering what would have happened exactly
1: no that is a big point though you you, i i never want to I guess one of my big fears in life is that, you know, like 20, 30 years down the road, I'll look back and say, you know, oh, I wish I yeah. had gone for that opportunity. I mm-hmm. wish I had done that thing. And then at that point, it the opportunity will have already sort of passed me by. Yeah. Um, so I definitely don't want that to happen. Yeah. And you – I mean – you also hear stories about people who do things later in life. You know, they say, like, they go back to college at the age mm-hmm. of 40 or they decide mm-hmm. to quit their job and start their own gig at the age of 50, you know. Or are Morgan so, Freeman and you become famous at, like, age 50 or whatever. Like, yeah, I think exactly. you gain yeah. success. Yeah, and, exactly. And- it's stories like that that really inspire me because, you know, you kind of have to sit back and say, well, I guess if they can do it, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, can, I can do something now when I'm yeah. 26. You That's, know? I
0: think, something like I need to remember every day, too, is like I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think Los Angeles doesn't help either, but to do things quickly. Everyone's like, go, go, go. Like, oh, it's too late. Like, you're you're already behind when really it's like no, you actually have, like, your whole freaking life to do anything. Like, if you're 45, 50, 55, and you're in a job you've had for 20 years, and you're like, you know what, I want to be a painter. Like, go Mm -hmm. be a freaking painter, okay? Like, you can do anything in your life at any point. And, yeah, yeah, that's definitely an important thing. So, okay, so transitioning into, like, end of college, you're going to graduate. It's already a scary, anxious time. I remember my anxiety was at its absolute peak around our graduating college time. And I think probably a lot of people – can relate to that or have experienced that um so what was that like when you know we were about to graduate and you knew all right so I'm not gonna go to law school anymore and I'm gonna go look for a job and what was that like at the very beginning how did you find your job but also I remember I
1: don't think you didn't start your job till like end of summer right after graduating August so what went down for that it was an absolutely terrifying time in my life I think I had at least one panic attack a week Um, yeah especially for me because the At the time, I had a lot of things going on. So, in addition to just graduating and worrying about, you know, okay, my student loans are going to start kicking in soon. I'm Mm going to have to worry about paying those back. Um, I also was sort of, I guess, technically homeless at the time because we had just the the lease on the house that I had been living in in college um, was had it had just expired. And so I. was looking for a new place to live mm-hmm. um, actually with you but yeah. <laughs> but the the lease on your place had hadn't had not expired yet I guess and so yep. I was feeling a lot of pressure of like okay now I have to worry about finding an apartment and finding a job and my student loans mm-hmm. and you know just worrying about all yeah, this there's a lot stuff happening, happening I once. was like couch surfing staying at other friends places um, and if you guys didn't know, we're both from out of state, so it's it's tough well, because I'm you don't technically. No, sorry, not, yeah, you're I'm from, from Northern city. California. That's what I meant. Yeah, out of which city. is still pretty far though. Yeah, from so it's LA. tough
0: because we don't. You know, you don't necessarily want to like leave, and because it's hard, you have to kind of be here to be like looking for housing, and so it really. I mean, luckily we had like a ton of friends, but I can imagine that that was a very stressful time. And I remember I avoided that because my lease had I had another month, so
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then you know, kind of going back to family pressure a little bit too. I was getting pressure from, you know, both sides of my family saying like, hey, maybe the better choice is to move home for a little bit, stay with your parents, um, kind of Work it out there, but God, I'll be damned if I have to go back and move in with my parents. <laughs> I, know, I refuse. Right? See, like, it's I amazing. I love them, but I refuse. Yeah,
0: and it's incredible that that's even an opportunity for us. Like, I think we both have supportive families in the sense that, like, if we needed to and hit rock bottom, we could absolutely, you know, lean on them. But I feel you. So I'm like so grateful for that, but I'm also, exactly. yeah, I feel that's true. you where I'm like, Oh, my God. Like the last thing on earth after everything my parents have done for me is like I am not about like it's a pride thing. I'm like, no, exactly. I'm I'm going to make this work. I'm going to be successful on my own. Like, I don't want to put anything on them.
1: <laughs> so then when you finally got that job. Yes. So I so I found the job actually on Craigslist, which, yeah, guys, don't like knock cr- looking for, yeah. on Craigslist for a job if because Craigslist actually has randomly a weird amount of job opportunities Mm -hmm. that aren't on the traditional job hunting sites like LinkedIn and Glassdoor and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's actually cheaper for companies to post their listings there. So if you're looking for a job, maybe give Craigslist a shot. Yeah. You never know. Honestly, Um, that's good advice. But yeah, so I saw this job opportunity on Craigslist and uh, it was for working um, uh, as a marketing manager for an education company. And I jumped at the opportunity for that because it kind of, you know, it ticked all my boxes. It, it paid pretty well. Um, when I went in for the interview, uh, I really, really liked my future boss who I'd be working with. Mm-hmm. She was great. All of the other employees who were there were super, super nice. Um, the commute wasn't fantastic but it wasn't crazy long I guess by LA standards mm-hmm. it was maybe 45 minutes to an hour which anywhere else in the world would suck but mm-hmm. here it's kind of like oh that's life yeah um so yeah <laughs> i i started that job and in the beginning it was really great i was learning a lot i loved my coworkers it was a very supportive and engaging environment and a place to work mm-hmm. um a- and everyone was really you know trying to lift each other up both professionally and personally Um, but things kind of started taking a turn for the worse about a year in, um, the, I guess just the owners of the company made some poor financial decisions and they made some poor leadership decisions and the company just kind of slowly started to spiral out of control. And Mm -hmm. I know I complained a lot to you about that of just like all the things that were happening at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it, and actually around that time too, about a year in my boss, left the company. And so I was really on my own. They didn't bring anybody new in. Yeah, to... which is insane. You had like double the workload. Yeah, exactly. So I was pretty much the only person actually doing marketing, which I guess anyone who has worked in marketing before knows that it's not a one man job. Yeah. Uh, and so I was really struggling with, you know, doing so much work all the time. I would, you know, stay at the office until nine, ten p.m. and then still take work home with me, mm-hmm. do work, you know, at night and on the weekends. And I really was just working myself absolutely to the bone for mm-hmm. this job. Um, and it just, it wasn't worth that. I don't think any, well, I guess some jobs may be worth working that hard for if you're, you know, really passionate about it and you're trying to start, you know, a new startup career or something like that. Um, but this particular job just wasn't worth that right. for me. Um, And it sounded like they had some core structural issues where it was like they weren't solving
0: they weren't adding someone to your team to kind of help take that pressure off they were just and that's when I think it's kind of a good sign of like okay is there growth for me also are do I like the way the company's handling things because of course like the the goal sometimes with jobs is to be able to have a longer term like relationship with the people or like stay at least for I think traditionally like our parents used to stay at jobs for like 15 20 years or like they would have one job and like stick with it the whole time it's not like that anymore it's it's a lot more acceptable to have many different jobs but we're gonna actually I'm gonna get back to this because we're gonna take a really quick break but then I want to get into kind of like when you knew that you needed to leave and then did you leave then or did you wait and what you think about that whether you have any regrets etc but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back We're back hello so back to you haley so okay this is so interesting to me i love by the way guys hearing about people on in all different aspects of their careers in terms of like haley is not going the entrepreneurial route i am but we actually were talking about this earlier actually let's let's side route for a second yeah. side route i don't know let's uh segue really quick into that actually because we were basically just talking about how a lot of people especially in los angeles get kind of shamed for having traditional jobs, like for having a nine to five corporate thing where you're trying to climb a ladder or you're trying to, you know, move up in your position and work for someone else, it,
1: you almost get backlash yeah, here. or just or, Well, and anything that's not in the entertainment realm, really, because yeah. like if I did marketing for Warner Brothers, like mm-hmm. that's still more exciting to me because, the, or it, not to me, Well, what am I saying? Uh, that's more exciting to other people um, who live in LA just mm-hmm. because you have that name tied to it. Uh, but yeah, you get shamed for it. Like we've, we've you and I have been out at bars yeah. before and people will ask, you know, what do you do? You talk about like all the creative aspects of your career and then they turn to me, they're like, oh, what do you do for a living? And when I say like, oh, yeah, I, I do marketing for an education company, they will literally turn away. Or I've had people who say, oh, so you're the boring one in the group. True, true story. It's, yeah. it's so sad, too, because like it's honestly so not
0: true. I think like there are so many types of jobs that I'm so fascinated by. And I think this whole entrepreneurial wave, especially in L.A., it's so big because on the one hand, like we are given opportunities now that, that weren't available before. We can be creative and upload content to the Internet the way that you know, in a way that our parents couldn't. And that's so incredible and amazing and magical. I also think, you know, people say millennials are so entitled, but it's like, we have this opportunity, so why not take it? But on the flip side, I think that especially in Los Angeles, yeah, what you're saying, like people then forget that like, okay, it's still really impressive and cool and like awesome to have a traditional even the fact that it's even called a traditional job like uh, but also okay this is really just Los Angeles too i think like when i go to san francisco and go hang out with my friend charlotte who works at a like a tech corporation and i think her job is so incredibly interesting i love hearing about what she does every day i think in another life like i would love a job like that like if being an entrepreneur was not a thing if doing my own thing was just like not allowed or whatever I would totally go do that. And I think it's so fascinating. But so when I'm there and I'm like, oh, like I make YouTube videos and people are like, what? <laughs> what, what do you mean you make YouTube videos? Like, yeah. do you get paid for that? And like, like I go into this whole explanation.
1: People like literally think it's weird or they don't understand. And then that can even be shamed, too, because there's such a stigma totally. in other places for the entertainment industry oh, yeah. where people are like, oh, that's not a real job. Or yeah. you, like that doesn't pay the bills. There's no way. Weren't
0: you just in eastern Washington and everyone was like, wait, why does everyone do like creative things in L.A.? Yeah,
1: I was just in eastern Washington for a wedding, and uh, everyone was asking me, I live with uh, two creators, and so they were asking me about my roommates and about you, because they Mm -hmm. know you, and saying, like, oh, well, just... Just kind of piling on top of the stigma with um with working in entertainment yeah. where they say, like, oh, that's not a real job. Those yeah. lazy millennials yeah. entitled, they're just making videos. It's so crazy. Not how- actually contributing. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. It
0: honestly blows my mind that it can go both ways, where like people can like shit on the person with the normal nine to five and people can shit on the person doing the entertain or doing like the entrepreneurial thing. Because what people don't see, and it's actually really hard to explain my job to people, even in LA, because what they don't see is like I'm literally every part of the job. It's like working at a company but you're everyone. So it's like they don't always see like we work really really hard. We work many hours. We're just doing something we want to do that we like doing that's creative. But it's like insane where when people are like oh, like people literally say I have a fake job. They like expect me to be able to answer calls or take meetings like at any time during the day like oh, like can you go do this? Let's go shopping and I'm like, dude, I like I still work. I'm just I have more flexibility because I choose it, but like I still work. <laughs> so it's super interesting and I just wanted to bring that up because I think it it's it's really important to understand for you guys listening that it doesn't matter which path you want to take. If you're like, you know what, I want to go work at Apple and I want to go, you know, work my way up and do the corporate thing, like do that. That's absolutely amazing. Do that. You do not have to feel... The pressure the other way to, like, go be an entrepreneur or go start your own thing. Like, you should never feel shamed for not having a side hustle. We talk a lot about side hustles and being an entrepreneur here because that's what I'm doing. And I I do want to empower people to realize that they can do that if they want to do that. Mm -hmm. But I also just want to empower people to know that they can do whatever they want to do. And if they want to go be the freaking, like... CMO of Google you do that like you go fight for that and you make that happen and like so that's the whole point here is just whichever way whichever path you take the whole theme of this episode is kind of like do what you got to do do what you want to do don't let anyone else tell you what you should or shouldn't do what is or isn't okay like if you're going to be successful or not don't listen to that do what you want to do
1: yeah. And that's such an important lesson and it's so much easier said, said than, than done. 100%. Um, especially if you, you're like me and you have anxieties and fears, uh it's so easy to just stay kind of where you're at and stay comfortable and stay sort of fearful of taking the next step yeah. and moving forward. But if in the back of your mind if you're sitting there and thinking like okay, well what are my deepest career dreams mm-hmm. and how do I get there? If you're like stuck not in a position that will move you forward, um Yeah. It's important to just remind yourself that you got to do you. You got to do what's best for your goals.
0: And on the flip side of that, I also want to emphasize if you don't know, like if you're younger or even if you're not younger, but if you're like, you know what? I don't even know. Like, what is my passion? Like, what do I really want to do? That's also a okay. But I think it's interesting to have that conversation with yourself and decide, like, do you know what you like? Do you not? Because if you're someone that doesn't know Like where you want to go because we're sitting here being like do what you want to do if you don't know what you want to do maybe that's the first step is just really starting to think about that and experiencing different types of jobs or different types of experiences or side hustles or anything because i know for me for example did i think i'd be sitting here doing a podcast that's kind of a self-help coaching business no never like i went to school for screenwriting i'm super creative i'm into storytelling and like filming and being on camera i never thought i'd be doing this but also i had like so many different jobs and internships That mostly ones that I didn't like, a lot that I liked, but that helped shape, you know, me knowing what I wanted to do or didn't want to do. So it's okay if you don't know, but go do things. Just go try different things. If you're like, I wanna be a chef, go be a freaking chef. And then if the next day you're like, actually JK, I wanna be a professional golfer, like great. I don't know why I chose those. Those were so real. Exactly. But like the whole point is just, you know, it's all a journey and don't be afraid to take the risks. And I think you just
1: did take the risk. Yeah, by I was going to say finally. this is actually a perfect, <laughs> perfect. segue <Yep>. here into <laughs> the conclusion of my journey, or I guess not yeah. the conclusion, but the conclusion of this particular story right. of how I quit my job. Yeah, um, yeah. So I we had just talked about how companies kind of spiraling out of control. They're you know putting all this work on me. They're not really valuing me as an employee because mm-hmm. they're not hiring additional people to help me out with that workload.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and so around so at this point we're maybe. A year and a half, two not not quite two years into me working there and this is when I really started telling people, like, Oh, I'm gonna quit my job, I need to quit my job. And then I continued to say that for the next two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And so just over and over again, like, Oh, I'm I hate my job, I need to quit my job, I need to quit my job, but not actually taking any action to do right. it. And I, excuse me. Um Adrian knows this better than anyone because she lived with me at the time and would just hear it every single day like oh I'm quitting my job and you're like yeah uh-huh like when <laughs> I when mean is that I supported happening? you no matter what. I was like great quit. Um, oh you don't want to quit great. Okay. <laughs> and the the reason I didn't quit when I did was I was really wait, like well for it was a couple of reasons. One um I was really hoping that I would be able to find a new job mm-hmm. before I actually before gave my notice yeah, yeah because We all want that financial stability. And, you know, I'm still hearing those voices of my family in the back of my head saying like, oh, well, you know, you don't want to dig yourself into a financial pit. You don't want to get too much in debt. Um, And so I was really hoping that I would be able to find something before I left. Right. Problem with that is that if you're working a job that requires you to take work home with you or maybe if you just have other responsibilities if you Mm -hmm. have kids or you want to be normal and have a social life it's really hard to find the time to actually apply to jobs and work on Mm -hmm. your cover letter and go to networking events and so I just like didn't have time to even apply to things
0: especially now that
1: also you're not an entry level
0: employee so you actually have more things that you're looking for that you need so there are more like standards for you too you're not just kind of like throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks you're actually like I need this pay and I need this type of role. Yeah, so you it's a full-time job in itself searching for a job. So I totally understand that it's Definitely. scary to quit before having that.
1: Yeah, so that was that was like number 1. That was a big um I guess sticking point of me that kind of or just I guess something that held me back with yeah. that. Um and then another one is just I guess general fear and that's something that I think a lot of people who are considering leaving their job but who haven't yet is like something that they've Can experienced is fear of mm-hmm. leaving like well, what if I interview and nobody likes me? Mm -hmm. What if I, you know, if I'm applying to jobs and I can't get one? Mm -hmm. What if I leave and then I look back and the company starts to do really well Mm -hmm. and suddenly I think, shit, you know, I wish I had stuck around and taken that and stayed with that opportunity. Um, There's just, there's so many fears that will hold us back from actually taking Taking that leap. And those definitely overcame me and were a big, like, a, a big reason why I wasn't moving as quickly as mm-hmm. I could have with like actually taking the jump quitting the job right and, you know getting out of there so what hit you like what because I remember like a couple of days ago or maybe
0: last week you were like I think I'm gonna put my two weeks in and I was like oh my god that's huge like I haven't actually heard you say that and then you were like I literally did it and I was like oh my god what what hit you like what was your like breaking point or I mean I don't know if there was one breaking point or not. And you were saying
1: earlier that a lot of people assume
0: when you quit that there's like one big thing that happened or some blow up or some fight or
1: someone like treated you badly. But sometimes it's not that. Yeah. So I actually love that you asked that question because that is the one question that I get from every single person that I have told, oh, I just put my two weeks in. Yeah. Like coworkers, family, friends, every single person, the first thing that they ask me is always you know, what happened to make you quit, Mm -hmm. really implying, like you said, that it was one incident. And I think that that is it's really important for people to understand that it doesn't necessarily have to be one single action that triggers Mm -hmm. a career decision like that. So in my case, you know, and it really been building up over time. And I was, you know, I was at this I was in eastern Washington over the weekend. I was at this wedding and I was um, just kind of like sitting sun tanning outside like taking some time yeah. to uh de-stress and and you know get off social media for a minute and kind of like reflect and contemplate and i just kind of sat there and thought you know what like this is it i'm, I'm done waiting mm-hmm. i've been complaining about this for a really long time i like um, just kind of hit you it just hit me like now it's t- it's time to take that leap and it wasn't one particular thing right you you know, I didn't have some big blowout with my boss. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, that has happened in the past. <laughs> Many but times. That, yeah, but that didn't. That didn't cause this decision. Right. Um, there, there wasn't like some big, you know, a work fire essentially that happened that like caused right. me to uh, want to leave. It really was just a lot of feelings compounding and me just finally realizing, okay, it's time to take a deep breath and just, and just let it all go mm-hmm. and take that jump. And it feels amazing. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah. Like, so what do you feel now? It like feels... just relief? A lot of relief. Um, still a lot of anxiety and fear totally. though. That's all still there because I don't have a job lined up yeah. at the moment. And so now it's you know, the the goal or I guess the plan um is gonna be, you know, after my last day of work, my full time job is essentially going to be to find a, a job. job. So I'll be, you know, blocking off nine to ten hours a day to just like get those applications out go to networking Mm -hmm. events um and do all that stuff so i can hopefully find a job as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. um so it's yeah it's like a lot of it's a lot of relief and then anxiety at the same time definitely and
0: what's gonna be like what's your strategy for finding a job just in case anyone is kind of wondering like how do i even like find the right job like what's gonna be your tactic besides like obviously applying to companies and like looking online and going to networking things like is that is there anything else?
1: Well, I so step one is definitely adjusting my resume and yeah. making a lot of notes on um, a lot of like data specific notes mm-hmm. on what I've done mm-hmm. at my current job. Yeah. And that's something that I think anyone who's looking to leave their career should definitely make sure that you before you actually leave. Kind of dig into the data at work a little bit. Take notes while you can and Mm -hmm. while you have all your work stuff in front of you. access to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Take notes on, you know, well, how many, you know, how many projects have I led? How, you know, how many clients have i taken on how many sales have i brought mm-hmm. in like whatever it is that you do while you have that information in front of you take advantage of it make notes kind of save it to your personal yeah. documents so you have it and then you can put that information super important. in your resumes because that's something that a lot of people or a lot of people looking at resumes are going to be looking mm-hmm. for actual achievements like tangible yeah that's a really good point exactly so that's going to be a big one um i'm also you know asking um, my my current boss and old bosses for letters of recommendation, um, mm-hmm. which they said that they were happy to give me. So I'm very grateful for that. Yay, awesome. Um, but yeah, so sourcing letters of recommendation, updating your resume, those are all really important. Um, and then taking a minute to reflect and and figure out exactly what industry you want to be in because mm-hmm. industry is super super important. It's not just oh I want to do a job in marketing. Mm-hmm. It's you know I want to be involved in this specific industry cuz some industries are harder to break into than yeah. others.
0: And like you want to wake up every day and, and not be like crap I have to go make a flyer about like shoes if I don't like shoes. Okay. I, that yeah, was a weird exactly. example, but you know like no, it goes with anything. Yeah, exactly. Like you could do marketing for a movie studio or you could do marketing for an educational company or you could do marketing for literally a snack brand. Like you could do it for anything, yeah. but but what you're marketing is important cuz you want to be like interested enough in it to like care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And one and an industry that one person is super passionate about probably isn't going to be something that I'm super passionate about and vice versa. And so it's important to like realize that for yourself and think if you have a passion, that's really weird. If you're really passionate about like we have a friend who works in the uh, food service industry. He works for a pistachio company right Mm -hmm. now and he is super passionate about food. And so if like I'm personally not passionate about food, but if that's what you're I'm passionate about eating food, yeah, I mean, I love to eat food, obviously, <laughs> but like I, I wouldn't want to work in it every single day. Same. But if that's what you're really passionate about, you know, don't sit there and say, oh, well, none of my friends are working in this industry, yeah. and that must mean that it's not good. Totally, that's not the case. Totally. Um. So that reflection is really important, and realizing like this is what I. Or at least this is the industry I think I want to be in because you mentioned it earlier. Like, it's okay if you don't know 100% what you want to do, but at least have sort of a general idea of what you're passionate about and and go from there. Well, I'm
0: so excited for you. I'm like, I think it's going to be like, of course, it's scary. But you know what I think is going to be so awesome, too, is like, A, you're going to be just fine. And I think, you know, at your core and I think people some people don't. But like, you will be okay. but it's scary think like you don't know what's going to happen like you don't know how you're going to find a job when what kind of job like all those unknowns are what are scary yeah and so the cool thing is you're going to be okay the second cool thing is that I think that I mean I can't we don't know yet but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out in the universe right now I think that this whole experience will also make you be more able and willing to take that kind of risk in the future like if you go to another job and you don't like it after a year or whatever like i feel like you're gonna be a lot more like picky and like you know what i'm not gonna like do what i did before it's kind of like god again bringing it back to my relationships i don't know why your job hunt is very similar <laughs> to my boy life but i dated a guy in college who I did kind of what you did at your job with. I was like, we need to break up. We need to break up for literally ever. I was saying this like Haley knows because we've been besties this whole time. This was literally the same situation, but with a boy. Yeah. And I was like, we need to end this. We need to do it. And then I finally did it. And it was like so hard and I was so sad and it was stressful and whatever. But then once I got over it, now it's like, oh my God, the second someone even displays like, a red flag the way that there was before i'm like no i'm not doing that again because you stress yourself out so exactly. much exactly you
1: are so exhausted i'm yeah. sure that's
0: how you feel
1: yeah definitely and that's such a good point too that all of these lessons that i've learned with this job like they are so applicable to anything mm-hmm. else in life that requires you to take that leap so it's not yes. just it's not just like oh this podcast is only for people who want to quit their job today. Like "Eh, I'm going to tune out. Like this is literally for anyone who needs to make a really hard decision, whether it's, you know, relationship related. Like you said, if you're, if you know, like, oh, I need to break up, but you just haven't done it yet. Or maybe it's the reverse. Maybe there's a person you really want to pursue and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'm too nervous to do that. You, you know, it's all about taking a leap and taking, a you know, fighting that fear to take a a little bit of a leap of faith in yourself and just say, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so the day that I actually put in my 2 weeks notice and I officially told my boss like that I'm quitting, this is it. So it was on a Tuesday and I had a meeting with him to talk about other things and I knew like I needed to tell him at the start of this meeting. Mm-hmm. And even like, you know, the meeting time is coming up and I and I work remote, so I'm like sitting in my room and I'm start like I'm starting to get Anxious and like heart rates going up and I'm like voice in the back of my head is like, OK, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't do it. Like, maybe yeah. like Ooh. very tempted to just back out at the last minute because it's so easy when you're sitting in that position to just, to just no. be like, OK, no you know what? Maybe I'll do it another day. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And so I sat there literally 10 minutes before my, my meeting at my desk and I visualized just like uh, bungee jumping, which sounds Really or what was oh, it was ziplining. Because I've oh, done yeah. ziplining before, uh-huh. I haven't done bungee jumping. But if you've ever done any sort of like jumping activity, that sounds yeah. really weird. But if you've ever <laughs> you've ever done you've zip ever lining jumped? or bungee jumping or what what's it called? Like parachuting out of an airplane. Yeah. Or at least if you've seen anything like that. Basically it really just takes like two seconds of you doing something really brave and then it's an exhilarating feeling after that. Yeah. I when I was a kid I did ziplining and like same sort of Feeling where you are very terrified to do something, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and and you finally like just let everything go, Uh and you You just have to do it, and it feels amazing. Yeah. And so I I I literally visualized that experience and said, you know what, like making the leap away from this job is going to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. I just need to do it. And so sure enough, the meeting time came up. Like turned on the video chat. Like I just did it. That was like the first thing I said to him in the conversation. Um and. I yeah I just think like that's I'm so proud like honestly that's so inspiring because I know how hard that was for you and that is so
0: cool like that you did that and you and that moment was yours like it was only you like all no one can tell you anything that was you in your own head having to be like Haley just do it and you did it and that is so amazing and what you said earlier I just want to say it sounds like God, you're sounding like me, which is amazing. And also, if you guys listen to this podcast, if you've listened to other episodes, you'll know that I say the laws of success are universal. That is the whole point of all of this. So, thank you for pointing that out because it's so true. And, like, it anyway, it's oh, that is so incredible. And I think. I just think a lot of people can really learn from this story. And like you said, like apply this to other things in life. And I love you coming on talking about this because you are you were scared and you like you aren't naturally like, yeah, let's go take these risks, which a lot of people aren't. Like, yeah, most people, I think, aren't like that. Like and I, this is it's so important to me to, well, a be friends with, but also like have a wide variety of people on this show because I I think a lot of the people who have success stories or whatever are like, yeah, no, it was like I did this and whatever. And it's like, well, but that's not the reality of always. Like I've gotten anxious as crap to do things. I question myself every single day. It's yeah. like so natural. It's
1: it's really hard. And, and during the period where I was sitting there saying like, oh, I'm gonna quit my job. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't actually do it. Like I have a lot of very confident friends who would tell me like, well, why don't you just do it? Like, I don't understand, you yeah. know, just just yeah, you know, and 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 I would sit there and be like, oh well, you know, it's easier said than yeah, done. Yeah, totally. You you no, absolutely. Understand. And it is. It's one hundred percent easier said than done. Um, and I think for me personally, like the the whole visualization thing of just you know taking a a, a jump uh-huh. really helped me actually do that. Um, and just realizing that like I'm you know I'm worth more than what I was putting. Totally. Up with. Was I think all, that's yeah. It was all really helpful, but yeah, that's just great. Taking that i'm leap. like so happy it's for important. you and i'm
0: excited to, we'll have to do a follow-up post post interview we'll have oh to gosh, do like a yeah. six-month follow-up like hopefully, okay so
1: now what happened <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <laughs> i have something exciting to tell you six months from now well, i mean Haley's, either way you Haley's will homeless at this Haley point is
0: currently in a cardboard box <laughs> for, on my corner forget everything she said we're gonna release <laughs> that podcast or, yeah, um, from no. the lineup
1: oh my god never <laughs> no i'm i'm gonna be um you know, listening to a lot of those manifestation episodes yeah. that you've had and that you're gonna be making in the future. Absolutely. Um, let's work yeah, on manifesting we're manifest together. Manifest me a job. It's yes, gonna so be let's great. Let's
0: manifest you a job. Let's manifest some things this month. Yes. Okay, so we'll, I'm down. we'll
1: check in in six months or whenever yeah. and give you a little update. Heck on yeah, I'm we will. At. I'm yeah. so down for that.
0: Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Haley, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story and being willing to talk about it it's you're in a very fresh time right now and i that's exactly why i wanted you here i think it's perfect timing to be able to talk about this kind of thing and people can relate to that a lot so you guys if you want to go follow Haley, i asked her in the car do you want me to plug anything and she's like i mean i don't know like and i'm like yeah like she's (laughs) like well my instagram so if you want to follow Haley and stalk her and comment all these nice things like you're gonna get a job don't worry then you can follow her on instagram at Haley h-a-y-l-e-y-s paul p-a-u-l and i will put that in the show notes as well thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode remember to give me some ratings and reviews on itunes i really appreciate those they help so so much so please share this with a friend who could use this go binge all the episodes go comment on instagram or message me i want to talk about what you what takeaways you had if you have any ideas for the podcast dm me on instagram you can email me all the links to everything will be in the show notes. And without anything else to say, you guys, thank you for being you. And go kick butt today and whatever it is that you're doing. I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. That was such a high-pitched bye. <laughs> but bye. For real, bye. <laughs>